Welcome to Curious Insights from History. A little bit of history with a little bit of insight in just a little of your time. Hello there, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the podcast. It thrills my soul to be sharing things with you today. Got another one for you today. I hope it's good. It's called Dogs Still Have It. Our story starts in Independence, Missouri. This is a story told by the Presbyterian pastor by the name of Thomas Melton. He says that occasionally he was involved in funerals where it was a body that was sent in from out of town and there was really no one in town that knew the person. It was just interred there for one reason or another. And on this particular occasion that he, he shares... The casket and the undertaker and himself are the only ones there, and they're waiting for the prescribed time so they can go ahead and get this ceremony over with, bury the body, and move on. And as they're waiting, a green Chrysler pulls up, and the pastor recognizes the Chrysler immediately, outsteps the Secret Service agent, and then a former president of the United States. He does his ceremony, and as it's over, he says to the president, Mr. President, why are you here? It's a cold, bitter day. Did you know this gentleman? And the president responds, Pastor, I never forget a friend. Pastor Melton says it left him speechless. Yeah, this is a story of Harry Truman. I like Harry Truman. Recently read a book by David McCulloch. Fantastic book. This is a book that's in my top ten list. It's a pretty good sized book. It's a thousand pages or so, but you know it takes a big book to tell a big story, but this is really, really a good book. I've read a few Pulitzer Prize winning books, and sometimes I go, okay, it's a pretty, pretty good book, but a Pulitzer Prize? When I read this book, I said Pulitzer Prize, absolutely. This is a great book. But there's a lot of things about Truman that are admirable. There are two things that struck me as especially admirable. One is his tenacious nature. We're familiar with the big headline, Dewey defeats Truman. That's Truman. Truman is holding up as he has won the presidential election. Funny thing about that, the news editors are not the only ones that think Truman's going to lose. It's pretty much universally accepted that Dewey is going to beat Truman even within Truman's own staff. He's just about on him, the only guy there, even, even among his own staff, that thinks he's going to win. And, of course, he does win. But the other thing about Truman that I liked, other than his tenacious nature, his always willing to fight hard, to learn, to do whatever it took to get things done, was his loyalty. And this story we started with, the cemetery, is a, an illustration of his loyalty. He never forgot a friend. One of the things that's interesting to me about Truman is uh, his relationship with a man named Tom Pendergast. He became acquainted with Tom Pendergast's son in the First World War. They became friends, and Pendergast, Tom Pendergast, liked Truman and gave Truman his first opportunity in politics. Truman ran for the East Jackson County Judgeship. It was a administrative job, and that's how he got his political start was from Pendergast, and Pendergast supported him all the way through. Pendergast became a guy that had a little bit of a clouded image. He was a party boss, and there were accusations, one thing or another. He was eventually 
convicted of tax fraud, which I guess that means they couldn't catch him at anything else, so they got him for tax fraud. And right after Pendergast was convicted for tax fraud, there were people that asked Truman, so what do you think? Your man Pendergast is in trouble. And Truman responded, Tom Pendergast has always been my friend, and I don't desert a sinking ship. I like that. Not so sure that I like it what Pendergast had done, but there's no real evidence that Truman did anything that he shouldn't have done as far as that relationship goes. He never did something under the table that he shouldn't have done because Pendergast told him to do it. There's no evidence of that. Now, I'm not saying nothing ever happened in any way, but it it appears that from Truman's point of view, Truman didn't, didn't do things wrong in that area. There's also another instance of Truman's loyalty that I love. He is somewhere out and away from the United States, away from his wife, and some, I guess, misguided administrative assistant thinks he's going to win some points with Truman somehow, and he tells Truman that he can find female companionship if Truman wants it. And Truman gives this nice little quote. Listen, son, I married my sweetheart. She doesn't run around on me. I don't run around on her. I want that understood. Don't ever mention that kind of stuff to me again. Now, that's old school, ladies and gentlemen. That is old school, but I love it. He's committed to his wife. He doesn't want anybody messing with that. He doesn't want anybody introducing anything. Truman loved loyalty, and he expected it in his people. He he loved Eisenhower as a general. In fact, he had told Eisenhower, when you get ready to run for president, you let me know because I'll be on your team. But something happened that pretty much ruined that relationship. Truman also loved George Marshall. He may have loved George Marshall more than he did Eisenhower. Really liked Marshall. Boy, Marshall is a very admirable man, well worth reading about. But when Eisenhower ran for president, he made some comments and accusations against Marshall that Truman thought were completely unfair and unfounded. And Marshall had been pretty much behind Eisenhower all the time and had helped him in his career, and then he felt like, Eisenhower was completely disloyal. It took him a long time to get over it. I don't know that he ever really did forgive him. But Truman was a man of great loyalty, and I love that. I think that seems to be an old-school virtue. Loyalty, giving or sharing firm support or allegiance to a person or institution. I read that because we don't hear loyalty a lot these days. Might Might have forgotten what it means. You think about it in the news and things today, you never hear loyalty as an explanation or an appeal for anything. They did it out of loyalty. They just did it because they were loyal, or they should have done it out of loyalty. Seems to be an almost obsolete virtue. Well, it's almost obsolete. I guess dogs still have it. I guess that's why dog people love dogs, because no matter what you do or how bad you are, when you come home, the dog still loves you, still licks you on the chops to treat you like you're the finest friend there ever was. And we like that. Truman had something to say about that eh, in a distant way. He said, if you're looking for a friend in Washington, get a dog. (laughs) I think that's pretty funny. People in Washington are rough. But, you know, I think there are people, I I think I know some people who have made that decision. If I want friends, I'm getting dogs. They're a whole lot easier to deal with and much more loyal than people are. So, yeah, dogs still have it. Dogs still have it. 
You know, I would kind of like to see something happen. One of the things that happens a lot in our society now, and it bothers me on a couple of areas, but somebody says something or does something, and a group of people take offense at it, and so the institution or the company or the school or whatever, they distance themselves from the offender immediately. Somebody said something 30 years ago, they shouldn't have said it, so we got to get we we got to fire them. We got to do those things. Now, I understand that some of that stuff is really of a serious nature and that those divisions, those separations are understood and justified. But I think there's a lot of times when well, it just seems like we're a little bit jumpy on our being offended. Maybe we need a little bit thicker skin, but that's a whole other story. But one of the things I would like to see is I would like to see one time when somebody gets in trouble and the appeal is made to their, 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 their business, their school, their organization, you've got to get rid of this guy, you've got to discipline this guy for the evil that he has done. I would like for them to say, hey, this is our guy. He, made a, he may have made a mistake, but he's loyal to us. We're loyal to him, and we're going to stand or fall together. Wow, wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be interesting? I think loyalty is a great characteristic to have. I think it's something we need. Uh, I like to know that I have loyal friends. I like to know that my wife is loyal to me. I like to know that we just love the idea of loyalty. But we seem to have lost it in our society today. We seem to have devalued it. We seem to think loyalty is not that big of a deal. Truman thought loyalty was critical. And I want to get in line with Truman and say, let's be loyal. So there you go. Hope that helps you. Hope that makes you a little more loyal. And it makes you more loyal to your podcast people that you listen to. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, be loyal to your podcast. Anyway, hope that helps. And hey, read a good book. Try something new.